Welcome to the Introverted Doctor Podcast, the podcast that uncovers myths, mistakes, and misconceptions that hold healthcare professionals back from living their best life at work, home, and play. I'm Dr. Lalit Chavla, and with each episode, I'll be focusing on different aspects such as communication techniques, mindset routines, tools, and strategies with the goal to show how to eliminate anxiety, trip-ups, and unwelcome results that come from ineffective communications. This week's podcast is about advice and how to give it and when to ask for it and much more. I first want to share with you a story of a surgeon colleague who didn't know what to do. She, like most surgeons, work 80 hours a week and they and she just loves what she does. She's phenomenal. She has great bedside manner. She's superb technically and committed to her family. Her relationship with her supportive husband is wonderful, and she connects with her children consistently well. She's not a type A person. She's like a type AAA person with so much energy that it makes high achievers feel inadequate. She loves teaching younger surgeons, and uh, but she had to put that on hold to help with the newly needed administrative duties and leadership roles in the hospital. She was enjoying the contributions she was making at the executive level, and that improved the hospital's uh, efficiencies, and, and she absolutely loved it. Now, the hospital administration were now asking if she would consider taking on additional leadership responsibilities and administrative duties, which came with attractive financial incentives. The challenge she now was facing was that she didn't, she didn't want to increase her hours at work, but would need to either give up teaching the upcoming surgeons, the young students, if she was still to maintain some quality time with her family. Essentially, she was given a promotion to change the hospital's efficiencies, something she'd always wanted to do, but now was faced with a dilemma between her career aspirations versus spending time with her family or giving up teaching. She spent much time contemplating various solutions, but still hadn't come up with a final resolution. She was smart enough and understood she needed to keep a balance in her life, but knew there were only so many hours in the day. After she told me her situation, she asked me, So, Lalit, what do you think I should do? My reply was like, gosh, you know, and then I paused for a bit. You know, I don't really know. Um, So I I thought I'd ask her, I said to her, what would you advise me if I came to you with that same scenario? She paused, and and she was somewhat confused, and she said she wasn't really sure what I was getting at. So I repeated back to her as if I had the problem, almost word for word, and then I asked her, what do you think I should do? I turned the situation around. In other words, role reversal. I turned the table from becoming the advisor to becoming the advisee. Her reply, as best as I can recall, was the following. Well, I guess I would tell you to make a list of the pros and cons on a piece of paper so you can visually see the options written in front of you. You'll have better clarity as to what's important. I know teaching medical learners really excites you. 
you enjoy the enthusiastic learner, then you love helping them have a greater experience. So, so they don't have the same, some of the same experiences you had when you were trading. But you know, you can't do both jobs, right, without adding more time to your work schedule. That's going to affect your home life. Uh, perhaps you could scale back on the number of medical learners you have in the year so you don't have to give up teaching altogether. <laughs> we are going to do that again. Yeah, it's, it's hard to find it. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, something. You could start right here, perhaps. Okay. Perhaps you could scale back the number of medical learners you have in the year so you don't have to give up teaching altogether. You could ask the administration if you could possibly share the role with another physician. Uh, and so you have best of both worlds. In fact, you could probably ask Greg in, in internal medicine to see if he would collaborate and split the role with you. That would have some benefits because you and he are really like-minded and you could bounce ideas off with each other. Yeah, basically, you know, you could create a third option. I think that might work because this type of work also aligns with the interest, you know, he, Greg has as well. This way you can still maintain your hand in developing better policies in the hospital and still teach. Perhaps that's what I tell you, Lalit. So I paused and uh, shook my head approv approvingly, and then I just waited. She smiled. She got the message, and then she said, thank you for the advice, as she marched up. 100 miles an hour out out and went on about her business. So making I mean, decisions that matter to us can be hard because of varied emotions, many priorities, and all sorts of moving elements that can, that can confuse you know, a person's ability to try to make the right decision. We, the individual, can't see the big picture because we are in that picture. We need to step out of it so that we can see all the relevant elements. We need to remove the blind spots and create other options that may not be obvious to us. And that's why we need to bounce ideas off one, one another. Do you ever notice that sometimes a third person will suggest something to you and you're surprised that you, you yourself didn't see that solution? That's something that happens to all of us at some point in our lives. That's why removing your problem from yourself and putting it elsewhere so it's more objective, like putting it on a piece of paper or letting someone else speak, it, speak that problem or challenge, changes the context of the way you see it. When you pretend you're advising another person as if it's not your problem, solutions and priorities reveal themselves. You take your emotions out of it and then you learn what really matters to you. You become the advisor and not the advisee. You turn the table, or as Dan and Chip Heath say in their book, Decisive, How to Make Better Choices in Life and Work, they call it Ask the Best Friend Question. Essentially, what advice would you give your best friend? So when you turn the table, you physically remove yourself from the situation and things become clearer. Think about how easy it is to give advice. It's naturally easier because you are more objective. That's what great counselors and coaches do. They know how to reflect back to the person about what's important. That's why the hardest thing for clinicians, friends, and other well-intended people 
is to simply sit and listen and keep their mouth shut. Like the old saying goes, speech is silver, silence is gold. And when people come to their own conclusion, they have a greater likelihood of adopting that change because it comes from their own level of awareness of what they feel is best for them. People will always value a solution if it's something that they have created. Turning the table it also abolishes the illogical thinking such as uh, all or none thinking or and it allows you to come up with creative solution so we turn the table intuitively when we bounce ideas off our friends colleagues spouses etc this technique did i say spouses no let's do that again we turn the table intuitively when we bounce ideas off our friends colleagues spouses etc this technique helps when people are choosing if they should ask someone out for a date, choosing a new career, making a major financial purchase, trying to navigate a relationship, resolving some emotional trauma or any activity a person is fearful or apprehensive about. The turn the table question is a simple straightforward simple and it's very straightforward and the person begins to find their own solution that matters to them. People support their own plan. When you remove your own personal emotion out of it and you say things like, you know, why don't you go ask him or her out on a date? You know, if they say no, you know, you only live once. Or do you really need that new car? Or are you just buying it because you want to? Or, you know, if you stay in that job, you'll grow increasingly miserable. Do some online training and it'll open up doors for you. You know, this is the time for you to do it. Those, those are the kind of advices we give to our friends because we can see what's better for them. Sometimes we can't see that when it, when it applies to ourselves. Now, regarding the situation with my surgeon friend, I didn't know all the details and options that were available to her. I also didn't know what was truly important in her current life stage and goals, you know, I mean, here's a foot, a little footnote, an aside. People in medicine and, and other occupations, such as teachers, entrepreneurs, have to be conscious of the time and energy they give. It's very difficult for them to say no to more work requests and things that may help the system and processes better become better. But it takes a skillful mindset set to resist temptation and resist peer pressure uh, to say, you know, no, you know, I can't do more work or do things so that they can maintain a better work-life balance. People in the helping professions mostly overextend themselves in terms of their time commitment because they haven't really learned to say no and not feel guilty about it. So again, back to my surgeon colleague. When she asked me that question, I didn't know what degree she really loved teaching. I didn't know, could she spend more time at work? Was her husband and children involved in their own activities that they didn't need to see as much? So my, by me asking her the question, you know, what would you advise me, changed everything. So remember, ask, how would you advise your colleague, your spouse, your friend, your child in a similar situation? And summarizing that information or situation for reasons of clarity 
will also allow the other person to put a new face to the problem. Turning the table around allows them to create options and outcomes that works for them and that they will most likely succeed because it creates that internal ownership. In simple terms, the whole process is really called role-playing or role-reversal. Consider this question when someone is looking to you for advice. This is a question that helps them set their own life map and their own rest stops and supports along along the way. Giving advice isn't always easy, and sometimes the best advice is no advice. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and it served you in some way. And as always, I'd love to hear from you. Please email me at lalit at theintroverteddoctor.com. Lalit is L-A-L-I-T at theintroverteddoctor.com. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, please share with a friend or colleague and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. And please don't forget to leave a rating. I know it seems like a small thing, but it really makes a difference in terms of helping other people find this podcast. I'm Dr. Lalit Chavla, and thank you so much for listening. And let's together make a more effective and greater community and inspire people to live with greater harmony, joy, and magic in their lives. Have a fantastic week.